This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. I'm Chad. How are you doing today, brother? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> other than this computer making me want to cuss and yeah. sling it out the door, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was wonderful until... I started trying to get on this thing so that we could get everything set up and ready to go. And man, this thing just. Just flipped the table like Jesus, bro. Like righteous, <laughs> righteous anger. Righteous anger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we put people through tables most of our career or got put through tables. So maybe that's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> well, this, this thing, uh, you know, I've started doing the new gimmick where I've got like, a piece of petunia's bone that I'm going to start carrying to the ring and beating people with and everything. And, uh, uh, for those who have not seen the promos, petunia was a cow of mine that died. And I, I did a promo where I'm all beside her bones and everything. She's, she's dead and gone. But anyway, uh, no, this, this computer almost, I almost, uh, became a member of the York foundation and this thing was going to become a gimmick and I was just going to start hitting people with it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Imagine that walking around bashing people with a laptop. <laughs> oh, I'll go back and be, be the tailor made man 2.0 or something, you know, yeah, yeah. the genius Remember the genius. He'd carry the little book around and everything. You'd be carrying a laptop around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Speaking of, he just recently passed away, man. He did about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Did you ever meet him? I don't think I ever did. No, at a convention, I met him once. It was brief, you know, hello, nice to meet you. Thanks for, you know, your career and all that, but I've um, never got a chance to sit with him. I always heard he was super, super nice guy though. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh man. Well, today is, Ask WFF. We're we're getting in. We're going to try to get in as many questions as we can. Uh, just random questions sent in by our uh, our faithful listeners. But before we get on that, we've got an announcement to make. Friday, August fourth through Sunday, August sixth will be the second annual Remnant Youth Retreat at Okoy Ridge Camp in Old Fort, Tennessee. Yes. Man, and just for for those who need ages, uh, we try to do like 12 to 18 there. But, man, uh, just to think of last year we had the first one. We came out of man camp in April, and it was that fire burning in us. Yep. And – you know, we said, and it was actually prophesied over us uh, while we were there as well about doing stuff with youth and marriages and whatnot and men. Um, but the the youth one was really burning in us. And so we jumped in uh, with both feet, set up the Remnant Youth Retreat for this past August. It was amazing. The Lord yeah. moved in so many amazing ways in adults and the youth alike. And, uh, man, I'm just really happy to see that, you know, we are, we're jumping in this thing again. Yeah. What was amazing to me about it, man, was we, we had, uh, 
you, Jason, myself, and you we got together a little bit, tried to come up with a, a game plan of what we thought it should be like. Yeah. And we're both, you know, we're all just throwing ideas off each other. Like, yeah, let's do this time slot, this time slot, you know? And, and I guess we were trying to mold it in a way after man camp. Cause you know, Nikita has been doing that for years. Yeah. He's got a set schedule, but for us, we just felt something different, different about it, more of a discipleship thing. And we went into it and all of our little scheduling that we thought was going to have that we had written down just completely, you know, started just kind of winging it in a way. I'm not going to say winging it cause the Holy spirit led it all. Yeah. But, um, I was telling a friend about it yesterday and how just, you know, so much fruit came out of that. We saw so many kids like kind of set free from certain things. I mean, even the adults, man, like just a change in us to be able to come out of that, uh, seeing what we saw baptizing, how many, what, 13, maybe 11, 13, somewhere around there. I can't remember the exact number, but there were several. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just, uh, people getting their prayer language. I mean, it was just, Bro, unbelievable. You, you, and you think the second annual one, um, I had a, another buddy last night. She texted me about her her son. I believe he's 12. He's a little bit autistic, but he lives here in Mooresville. Good friends with me. And she said, hey, um, that retreat you posted about, like, um, who runs that? And then you think it'd be okay for Abe to come? And I said, well, you know, Casey and I kind of, uh, our whole family, basically, we started it. The kids, it's ours. Kingdom family. Yeah. yeah. We got and I said, he's. He's absolutely can come. So she's, uh, I think, going to register him, and he'll either be riding with me. But, um, man, just, I don't know, man, just the fruit that came out of that. It's like, it's definitely God-ordained. Yeah, um, Like you said, we're, it was prophesied over us to do that. And I'm excited about this second year. We're going to have a different area. Like, you, you've been looking at the different campgrounds, so explain that a little bit. Yeah, so last year we did it at Camp Agape in Benton. Uh, this year we're going to do it down the road in old fort it's not i mean it's maybe a 15 or 20 minute uh you know difference in in time um this one i think is actually might be a little bit closer to me uh but okoy ridge camp uh man this place the cabins are amazing um the the area is amazing we're on top of a big mountain. Oh, beautiful. You can see all kinds of stuff around you. There's all kinds of wooded areas. Uh, we'll have a basketball court. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, somehow, some way, me and coach went up and looked at it uh, this past week before we decided to book everything. And, uh, you know, it, there was not a field. Oh, to do the kickball I'm out without having, <laughs> without having to move some stuff like they told us they've got a paintball course which yeah they've got a bunch of different activities uh and and we're not going to be using all of those um right but they told us that we could move some stuff out of the way and maybe you know set it up for the kickball or if nothing else dude I'm 10 minutes from this place and right by my house is a baseball field. So if we've got to, we can bus everybody over on, you know, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon or something like that. We're going to get our kickball game in. Uh, so there's no doubt about that, but yeah, man, me and coach went up there. We looked everything over and 
It is. It's a beautiful area, and I, I just believe that uh, the Lord's really going to do some amazing things again this year. Yeah, and I'm going to try and bring, uh, you know, my little one, Ava, this this year. Depending on her school sch- school schedule, you know, she's going to be going into a, a different school for first grade. So my, my goal is to bring her and just let her run run free. But, uh, man, when you sent me the website for that place, I was like, oh, this is gorgeous, dude. I mean, yeah. it's all about that serenity, really, and that's what we had at uh, Camp Guadalupe, I think, as you called it. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Agape. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had it just – you couldn't hear cars. I mean, it wasn't – you, you couldn't hear anything. There was no planes going overhead. There was nothing. It reminded me of, of uh, Camp Little Little White, right? Is that what? Yeah. yeah. And man, it was just, I, I don't know. We walked everywhere. It was just, uh, it was beautiful, dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We got what, five, six months, somewhere around there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I am excited. Um, I believe that the Lord's going to do amazing things again. Uh, yeah. Just to let everybody know, we announced this just by Facebook this this week. Mm-hmm. And we are already down to only having about 15 spots left. Man, come on. And we're, are we capping it at 24? Had, had we decided? Because like, I know last year was kind of that. We are, we are doing a 40-person. Okay. Uh, and that includes leaders. Got so, it. You know, and wow. we've got our we've got our staff. Um, most everybody returned staff from last year. They, you know, hey, we're in. Um, yep. You know, of course. Uh, and so we've got all of the the kingdom family gathering group, the the vertical youth group. Um, you know, they all said, hey, we're in. Uh, so we have about 15 spots for for others right now. That's now, uh, there is the possibility, I hope not, but there is the possibility that as we get closer that people's schedules might not line up and we might, you know, uh, end up having uh, extra spots open up. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but – if you can if you can get your child's name reserved in by the way this is free yeah. we are uh, having the kids do some fundraisers for it uh, you know because uh this is a little more uh extravagant than last year uh, sure. but but it is it is free and you know we're going to we're going to figure out a way to to make sure everything happens and of course I know that this is ordained by the Lord and the funds are going to come in. Uh, oh yeah. If you want to sign your child up, uh, ages 12 to 18, you can email wrestling for the faith at gmail.com. Just send us the name, uh, the state they're from, by the way, this is, you know, across the nation. You know, we, last year we had, um, People from North Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Go> Terry. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, so I mean, everyone is welcome. So if you want to sign your child up, uh, you can you can send their name and information in wrestling for the faith at gmail.com. It's just simple registration. We just ask a little bit about them and and basically get a contact point so that we can keep in touch with all of the parents and be able to send them 
you know, the list of things that they'll need to bring to the retreat and everything. Uh, but at the moment, about 15 spots left. So if you wanted, if you want your kid here, then uh, try to jump on it ASAP. That's it. That's it. Cause it's, it's a wonderful time. You know, all the kids last year, call them kids, but I mean, it was teens and, and young adults. Yeah. Um, just the testimonies that come out of it. I mean, you can go back and listen to after eight men podcast, Connor and those guys talking about, you know, what they experienced, man. And just, uh, dude, it was incredible. But then the leaders also, I mean, we just sat and had a meeting that, and we did a podcast, I think, you know, there as well. Yeah. And just talking about the, <laughs> the fruit that came out of it, man. And, and, you know, the thing moving into this new one here coming up this year in August is all of us as leaders and, and even the kids, they're coming back have been through different seasons. You know, you guys have uh, had death in the family, Casey, and like uh, my whole divorce and just all these things that all of us have experienced, Terry and Jason and everybody's experienced their own thing. And then um, just going into this, knowing that we have kind of a new, basically a new story, a testimony to share with other kids about, Hey, this is how you cope with these things. So it's like, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing, man. He knows what he's doing. He definitely does. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I do. I know that, you know, this is a God thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but, man, we've got we've got this big kingdom family. And it's amazing how we're sitting and thinking about it the other day. It's amazing how we all got connected. Um, yeah. You know, we like to rag on wrestling sometime, but. Like me and you, of course, met in the wrestling business. Yeah. Um, me and John met Coach and Denna uh, at church, but Coach was sucked to me uh, because <laughs> of wrestling and him being a wrestling fan all of his life. Wow. Uh, and you know, Denna had you know she was she was scared to approach me because she realized that. Uh, years in years past, uh, she had had an episode where she was trying to defend a friend who uh, she says that I dated or whatever at one time, and and she you know blasted me on on good old MySpace or something, you know, and ran me into the ground. And she's like, "Oh, that's that's him. I can't go up and talk to him. We can't." Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't even. Know stuff. But I mean, oh. so you know. Wrestling was a connection for for all of us. And then, you know, we start doing the podcast. People start listening. And that's how we, you know, come in contact with uh, Josh and Hunter and the whole Stroop family. Um, when they started the After Amen podcast and then Terry Skaggs, he's, he does the testimonies with Terry. And so... We're this kingdom family that is from all over the nation. Uh, you know, we were all connected by these things that a lot of people wouldn't think about, you know, the the wrestling aspect or the podcasting aspect, you know, and it's amazing how we have met people. And then, of course, you know, uh, Bill and those that we met through man camp last year. Yeah. It's just amazing how the Lord connects everybody and brings together this one big kingdom family uh, 
to for this purpose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for what he's done. It's amazing to just look back and say, uh, and just see how he mapped everything out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> he orchestrated it, man. It is. It's crazy. Cause a lot of the, some of the adults coming in there, Bill, I mean, he, he, you know, he'll vouch for this. He's, he don't, he don't talk much and, yeah. and you know, but he got there and he opened up about things, man. And every person had their, 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 their piece of, whatever the Lord had laid on their heart to share. And it was like, everything just was lining up. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. So there's testimonies that came out of that brother. Totally. Yeah, spirit-led, so I, totally, <clears throat> totally spirit led weekend. And we look forward to another one, August 4th through 6th. Um, yes, sir. We'll be getting more details as far as times and, and whatnot. Uh, as the days roll on. Uh, one thing about this, listen, we, we talked about kickball. That's our, that's our big thing. I mean, it's been an ongoing thing for almost a year now. Uh, who was the legit winners? Uh, did Earl Hebner uh, pull a Benton screw job on team Chad or was team Casey, the, the legit winners. And, you know, so kickball is our thing. And everybody who who's there is, we're all, especially the leaders, we're all competitive. And so it's fun. Uh, and then, you know, there's a basketball court. So I think, you know, we'll have some good cardio on that. Um, so we look forward to having fun and doing fun activities. But when we, when we first started talking about this, the, the biggest thing that was on our hearts is intimacy with the Lord, bringing uh, everyone into place uh, a place where they can cultivate that personal relationship with Jesus. It's not a lot of these camps, and I'm not I'm not downing them, but a lot of these summer camps or or church youth camps or whatever, you know, they go and. They do all these fun activities and everything, and mm-hmm. you know they cap it off with a thirty-minute Bible study at night, right? And then that's pretty much that's pretty much it, and and so that's not what we're about. No, and we we are. It's about diving in to your relationship with Jesus. It's it's an it's about cultivating that intimate relationship understanding your true identity in Christ and growing as he has called us to grow uh, so that, you know, what we're doing is not just giving, giving kids a fun place to come and hang out and meet new friends and, and then, you know, go back and and be the same. No, we, uh, it was on our heart last year. It was the Daniel three thing. Yep. Raising up a generation who will not bow and, who will go out from the remnant youth retreat and change the culture around them wherever they go back out in this country. Mm-hmm. And you see it in, in Riley, man, but the school, you know, uh, I think you said that they said she, they couldn't do the worship in the cafeteria because people would be quote unquote forced to stay, which right. whatever. So what they do, they went into the, uh, the hallway and, and her and a group of friends were worshiping. And yeah. so you're seeing it with her. I mean, you're seeing it with, the Stroops, I mean, dude, it's unbelievable to to know that we had that Daniel three 
on our heart. We had, you know, new creation on our heart, our identity in Christ on our heart. And, you know, you talk about the, the 30 minute Bible study, you know, we went under that little shed that night and what was it? Three, three and a half hours that we just yeah. sat in the spirit and um, things that Terry said, the kids had them broken and testifying. And um, that's what we wanted out of it. And exactly. I had no idea it was going to be that powerful. Like I remember, but that was me underestimating the Lord. You know what I mean? That was me going, what is man going to be able to do? Instead of going, okay, God, this is all yours. Just flow with it. So you're right. I think we're raising up, um, helping raise up a, a generation of disciples. And, you know, just like uh, your daughter going into a school, that's how revival starts. I mean, that's how revival starts. It's not man orchestrated, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a passion after God's heart. And that's what I see happening through these retreats. Well, and something that's amazing, like it's four or five of those, of those girls who were at the remnant retreat last year, who are leading these worship sessions in the hallways and at the schools and stuff up here. Um, they, you know, most of them knew each other. Some of them wasn't as tight, but now they have all bonded and, you know, they have Jesus in common. They're all on fire for the Lord. And I have watched from the retreat how their bond has grown stronger. Their boldness has grown stronger. And, you know, they're just they they have finally come to the point, and And this is what I love. And this is what I want all teenagers and, and adults. I want all people to get to this point where. Lord, I'm done serving myself. I'm I'm here for you. Move me out of the way. Here I am. Send me. If yeah. it looks crazy to the world, that's fine. Send me. <laughs> well, I mean, it looked crazy to the world what what uh, Paul and those other ones were doing. It looks crazy to the world of the the Asbury revival, all this other stuff going on. People are like, oh, this is fabricated. And so it looks crazy to the world when the, when the real spirit takes and cuts loose. I mean, but that's where you have to remember that Paul didn't care. Yeah. Peter didn't care. You know, um, it's just these, these, these folks at these revivals, these college kids all over the U S already you know, gathering in um, the school yards or whatever they are and praising and worshiping. They don't care. It's, 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 all about seeking after God, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Asbury, uh, they started and, you know, it, it was, they went to chapel and forgot what time they got out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Amazing, for, man. It's, for, and it's student-led. Student-led, yeah. bro. For days you know, and, and that's, weeks now. It's just been. Yeah. It's all uh, over. And then there, you know, there was pockets around the nation uh lee university here is you know one of them that uh you know it it started it started happening you know last week and uh i believe it was like thursday or thursday and friday you know i decided to go check it out you know hey if all these kids are are burning i want to jump in and burn with them you know and and when i when i went in there um Man, it's just student-led, like you said. People around the altar praying. Uh, man, people people are giving testimonies. You know, one uh, one man, uh, well, one student. He, I, I remember seeing him at the altar, and then he raised up and and he said, "I, I feel led to share." And I mean, he was still on his knees, 
There was no microphones or anything. It wasn't like, hey, give me the microphone and the platform and let me look like the superstar up here. You know, he's still on his knees at the altar. And, uh, you know, he uh, I'm not going to go into his story detail, but he starts going into uh, detail about something that the Lord had just delivered him from right there in that moment. Uh, Mm. That was a deep thing for him. And uh, so, you know, and people testifying, uh, there was no, you know, set preacher. There was no set worship team or anything. Uh, You know, everybody is just singing and somebody will start a song and the congregation join in. And then whenever, whenever that song finished, uh, you know, we might have silence for a few minutes and just worship, praying and whatever. And then yeah. somebody else will start a song and the whole congregation join in. It was such a peaceful, such a peaceful feeling. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just glad that the Lord's doing it. And, I, you know, at, at KFG this past Sunday, we had such an awesome move of the spirit. Uh, you know, I could look around just during worship and and you know, people just sitting there, tears streaming down their face. They're having intimate moments with the Lord. We're not, we're not hyping anything up. We're not, hey, jump, hey, shout, hey, cry, yeah. hey, run, hey, none of that. It's just, you know, we're just, we're just worshiping, and and I just look around and see what the Lord is doing on everybody's faces. You know, yeah, big, man. big, tough guy men with tears just. <laughs> Screaming down their faces, you know, military yeah. men like yourself. I, <laughs> Lord knows I cry. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. I love it. I love when the Lord, what the Lord is doing. And I believe this is just the beginning. And, you know, I, I said this at KFG, I said it, uh, you know, previously on Facebook, but <clears throat> we have, um, God is doing something special right now. Mm-hmm. And, most of us have, because of our denominational backgrounds, our upbringings or whatever, uh, we have created a box and we, we've said, okay, God has to move inside this box or it's yeah. not of God. Right. And we have the choice to either stay in that box and grumble and complain because what's breaking out across the nation don't look how we wanted it to look or it come from the denominational doctrines or backgrounds that we wanted it to come from. Mm -hmm. Or we can take that box and break it at the feet of Jesus and jump in the flow of the river of the Holy spirit and say, Lord, I want you. I'm jumping. And I've seen some people grumble and complain, but what I believe is happening, I, I believe it's it's been happening for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I have watched as denominational lines have been smeared, and you look at some of these denominations, and, and a denomination in itself is not bad. Denominationalism is religion. It's division. It's yeah. this is, uh, you know, what I believe is exactly right. And, and I'm, you know, not open to believing any other way and blah, blah, blah. That's religion. That's the Mm -hmm. spirit. It's garbage. And I believe what the Lord is doing. He is wiping away 
denominational lines. He's yeah. getting rid of, of all of that. And and people who want to stay stuck in their traditions and stuck in their denominationalism, uh, you know, they're they're going they're gonna miss it. They are gonna miss it. And you know, I had a conversation the other day and it was basically I didn't someone I was talking to didn't understand, like I asked him about his opinion on the revival. And he said, I just don't know about it, man. You know, and, and, but there's women preaching, there's, you know, there's things going on and all this and all that. And I'm thinking, man, where in the Bible does it say a woman shouldn't preach? You know, there, it isn't anywhere. I've listened to some women that have just pierced my heart with their word. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, that's that denominational thing. And I hate it. Like he's a good brother of mine, a very strong Christian, but it's just that denominational thing of KJV only, or no woman should be in the pulpit. Yes, she can teach a class, but not in the pulpit. And I thought about that and I was like, dude, that's, that's, that's bad. You know what I mean? And, you know, you said that, that this has been brewing for a long time. And I think it started with, with, uh, you know, COVID the world looked like it was shaking and it was done. Church's doors were closed. Well, it shook the church. And we talked about this. We started talking about this. And I told you March 11th of last year, we started the, this is revival four or five part series we did. And we were talking about how this church was shaking. We were caught, you know, we were busting out of our doors. And now what, what's happening is, is people are seeing what the Lord's doing with what COVID tried to destroy. It's like, no, 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 no. We talk about this, um, this uh, entertainment Grammy garbage where, where Satan was glorified. And people were like, oh, man. And then two weeks later, what happens? Revival breaks out. God's like, well, just sit back and watch what I'm going to do here. And that's what's happening. I mean, you look at the Jesus revolution in the 60s and 70s. Greg Laurie talks about it, how. Dude, it was happening on college campuses. That's how he became a Christian was he saw these kids praying and worshiping. And he's like, and he was a druggie at the time. And he's sitting there thinking, what's going on here? So he said he sat further back so people would think he was a part of these clowns, which is what he said at the time. He goes, I didn't want to be a part of this cult. But he sat back and then days went by and he started to draw closer and closer and closer. Lo and behold, the guy gave himself to the Lord. And look what Greg Lord does now. I mean, he was side by side with Billy Graham and Johnny Cash and all these guys, man. But it's just what God can do when we think a man as man, oh, dude, everything's crashing around. Like mm -hmm. Satan's being glorified on TV. Our kids are bring, being brainwashed. But what's going to happen out of this revival, I believe, is these kids are going to know their identity. They're going to understand who Jesus is. They're going to feel the true power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, dude, it's just beautiful to sit back and watch, man. Right. Uh, I want to say something on the on the women preachers and stuff, because I know we're going to get kicked back on that. The people's going to come and they're going to throw up two scriptures uh, where the Apostle Paul is talking. And one, he says, uh, let your women be silent in the church. OK, yes. well, yes, you gotta understand there was a lot of factors in that. Uh, one of the biggest ones during that day. There was a tradition where a lot of times uh, men sat on one side of the church and women sat on the other. And so when someone would be up preaching, the women wouldn't understand what's going on. So they start yelling across the room, asking their husbands, hey, what's he talking about? Because Paul said the message of the cross is foolishness. OK, yeah, yeah. people at that time did not understand it was it was beyond anything they had ever been taught or or led to understand. So you know there was disturbances. So he says, let them be silent in the church. Ask their husbands at home. Okay, that's one. And another one is where he says, 
I do not allow a woman to teach or usurp authority over a man. Okay. That don't say that a woman can't preach. Okay. He said that I do not, the word, you got to look into the word usurp. The word usurp means to dominate a man. Right. That's what he was talking about. It don't say that, I mean, you know, the Bible talks about prophetesses. Okay. What does it mean to prophesy? Look at it. It's the same thing as to preach. So, you know, there are plenty of strong women of God throughout the Bible. And so if we're going to go with uh, a woman can't teach, okay, then, all right, she ain't teaching your Sunday school class. She ain't teaching your children. She ain't greeting anybody when they're coming in the door of the church. She ain't ain't running the nursery because she'd have to talk to little babies. Uh, And if, you know, oh, woman's got to be silent in the church. Okay, well, she ain't singing. Yeah, right. That would be a lot of dead churches <laughs> if it wasn't for some good Holy Ghost filled women up there and their beautiful voices. OK, Amen. so that's that's the deal. People don't look into things. They they just believe what they've always been taught. Yep. And, and they never search it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the speaking in tongues, man. I had a friend of mine yesterday. And he listens to the podcast every week. And he asked me, he said, what's your take on, on speaking in tongues? He goes, I'm, I'm in a Pentecostal church. So of course he goes today, I heard or uh, Sunday I was praying. And then next to me, I felt like a guy was speaking to Arabic and, and he goes, but then I have friends that are like, Oh no, that's, that's, that's hogwash. And I said, no, no, no. I said, Tim, you research on your own. And I said, it is biblical. Nowhere in the Bible does it say speaking in tongues is dead. Paul speaks about it. And we've, we've had a conversation about this on a podcast, but it's, it's part of those, those, um, 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 gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude, you, you, I said, just, I said, I recommend, and I sent him an article. I said, I recommend you pray about it. Ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy spirit and give you your heavenly prayer language. Yeah. And I said, it's not weird. I said, but a lot of denominations will tell you, Oh, it's dead gone. That's the garbage. And, and I said, dude, embrace it. I was like, it's not weird. And, uh, he was like, man, thank you so much. And he's just, just hungry. I mean, a guy like that's going to end up getting it because he's hungry and he's not going, oh, that's stupid. You know, I'm a guy who grew up in Church of God, which was Pentecostal. So, bro, we've had this conversation a hundred times. I'm used to, uh, as a kid, like 14 years old, people screaming and running and, and speaking in tongues. And as a 14-year-old, I'm like, what's going on? I didn't think it was weird. I, I knew that something was different because I could feel that presence. So, I mean, it's the same thing as that, man. Like you, dude, get away from the denominational. It's, it's a lot of legalism. Uh, and to me, it's holding many Christians back, many Christians back from truly experiencing the power of God. It is. It is. And, and there's, there's always fake stuff out there. Satan yep. tries to fabricate things. But listen, you be spirit led. <laughs> Stop being denominational led. Stop being a certain preacher led, stop being a certain church led, just be spirit led. And I promise you, he'll lead you into this stuff because that's what happened with me. You know, I've said my testimony. I grew up, oh, that stuff for back then, or that stuff's of the devil, that stuff don't happen no more, blah, blah, blah. And then when I first got saved at 26, you know, the Lord, I just felt like he was stirring me saying, hey, there's more. You know, yeah, you're saved now, but there's a lot more. There's a lot more. Dig deeper, come deeper. And and so 
when I would run across these verses about miracles or speaking in tongues or any of these things that I was taught was not for today, I would just feel that burning. And, you know, finally one day I just threw my Bible on the coffee table and I said, okay, Lord, right now, I want you to erase anything that is wrong that has been taught. And I want you to teach me, you, you, Mm -hmm. you lead me and teach me from this point forward. And that was when I, when I, found a whole new world in the spirit, man. So, uh, yeah, man, you asked him to lead you in all truth. Basically, you know, the Bible speaks about lead me in all truth. Don't let my flesh get in the way that happened to me. Maybe 2018. I remember praying in church and the the lady was spirit filled. And, uh, she said, anybody wants to, you know, receive their heavenly prayer language or, or, you know, uh, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, come forth. And I remember at that moment, I was, I was uh, still drinking and stuff and I came forth and, and I'm really trying to change my life. But I remember the human side of me put up a wall mm-hmm. and that day I didn't receive it because I put up a wall and uh, I remember that feeling. So it's like, it's got, it's, it's, you have to, you have to break these walls. You have to break these barriers of whatever mean, denomination or this is weird. Go to the scripture. Study yeah. on your own. Like, I mean, there's good websites out there, gotquestions.com yeah. that really are scripture-based, doctrine-based. Go to these websites, but mainly go to the Bible. That's right. You got questions. Paul covers it, man. The, the whole Bible covers it. That's exactly right. Man, Holy Ghost got us fired up right now, but <laughs> let's try to transition a little bit and, uh, and jump <laughs> yeah. into some of these questions. So, man, these are coming to us. Uh, at wrestling for the faith at gmail.com uh, or on social media at hashtag ask WFF. That's hashtag A S K W F F. So if you want to ask questions uh, for Chad, myself, or both of us, whatever, uh, you can do that using that hashtag or the email. So, number one question uh, I believe. I'm just going to leave this one for you. It says, besides working out, what are other <laughs> hobbies you enjoy? Oh, man. Um, I guess the other hobbies for me is really reading. Um, obviously, you know, reading uh, books about the Lord. But, I, um, man, I don't have any. Golly, Casey, that's a terrible question. Asking <laughs> other than working out and reading. No, I like to go to the mountains. I went to the mountains last weekend uh, and really just – spent some time on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It was beautiful. Uh, I enjoy hiking when I can. And if I can, I enjoy going to the beach, obviously, you know, it's winter time, but, and then, um, man, I guess other hobbies is spending time with my daughter. I, yeah. I love spending time with my little girl. Uh, you know, it's, it's only a few days of the week, right. You know, because of the situation, but just spending time with my buddy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Realistically, what are my chances at 45 of getting a job as a referee in WWE or AEW? Ooh. What do you think? What do you think about that? I, I can answer that too. But I've, I, I, I always live by never say never. Yeah. Uh, but it, it kind of depends at that moment on your connections. You know, a lot of this business is about your connections. And so, I don't know that someone I don't know. That's hard to answer for. I mm. think there's a there's a little bit of a difference in the the wrestler window and the and the referee window. Yes. But and I, I'll, I'll say too. It, you know, uh, whoever asked this question, it depends on they, they obviously what shape you're in. OK, 
Yes. That's not me being mean, but they, you know, they're, they are going for younger referees in both companies, as you can see, you know, there's an exception. I mean, you got to look at Mike Kyoto spent 35 years in the company and then he, you know, he's gone now, but yeah. never say never, um, you know, be sure you know what you're doing as a referee. Cause I mean, that's a, that is a strenuous job, man. And they are, I don't know how AEW is, but I know WWE, like they're, they're on them. They're on them. So just, you know, know your craft. Yeah, and I mean, with a, with a referee, it's much more than just counting three or calling calling for the bell. I mean, there's a lot of what a lot of people don't know is in those companies, referees got an earpiece. He's yeah. giving you times. He's telling you when commercials are up. He's you know he's going through all kinds of stuff. So his yeah. job is, is pretty strenuous, stressful, and, and positioning in the ring. You know, just start watching these guys on TV. If at 45, if your goal is to be a referee and have a job doing that. Obviously, you, you need to make contact with someone. I never say never, but, but watch these referees. Watch their positioning in the ring. Watch how they hardly ever cross the hard camera. It's always around the back of the ring. Yep. So, man, just you know, know your craft. Get in touch with Drake Wirtz, good buddy of mine. Yeah, uh, via social media, he'll answer your questions about being a referee, man. He's, I mean, he came in and he wasn't old, but he was older for a referee. So, right. just uh, dude, reach out, make connections, and chase your dream. That's it, Lord. I'm 40, about to do a bodybuilding show. I mean, you know, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Amen. Uh, Gunner, did they ever let you pick any licensed music for your theme song? No, WWE especially not. They gave me the generic, um, you know, theme song. I tried, man, because I'm good buddies with uh, the rock group Seven Dust who offered mm -hmm. to do some music for me. And there's a few other, like, indie bands that I, I'm good buddies with, like um, – well, Hatebreed's not an indie band, but I used to listen to Hatebreed quite often. I was good friends with Jamie Josta, and they, he wanted to do my music even in TNA, which was a, a huge opportunity. But even in TNA, they were like, no, nah, we're just going to stick with in-house because reasoning is, guys, they make money off of that. When they use a band, unless you're like a, an Edge or a Triple H or somebody like that, they're, they're – they're having to pay for this band and the band's getting rights for that music. So a lot of the times in WWE, it's, it's, they have their own musician and a guy who comes up with your stuff. Yeah. All right. This is another one for you. Are you close friends with Karrion Cross and Scarlett? And what are your thoughts on their return to WWE? I'm not close now. Karrion and I, Scarlett and I spoke, you know, here and there, but Karrion and I had a good speaking relationship. We had a lot of the same views and um, just a good dude, man. And so I don't keep in touch with them. I haven't spoken to either one of them since I left in 2021. Very glad he came back. I think he's got a look to be like a monster or, a, you know, if they don't put a stupid gimmick on him, like Vince tried to do with the mask, um, like he's some Roman soldier. Anyway, going off on deep end. But, no, I'm very happy to see guys like that come back, Sam Shaw come back. And, and many others that in that, you know, um, Vince and Johnny Ace regime there who started to try to clean house because they had to save money, quote unquote. Yeah. Triple H come back in and start bringing back the guys he knew that he wanted to build. So I'm right. um, very happy for him. Oh, all right. We'll probably wrap up on this one. Cause this one's got, this one's got a couple of layers that we might get into. What All makes right. a good wrestling show or promotion? Oh mm. man. You, you want to start that off? <clears throat> I mean, you're, you've promoted well, and stuff. So you tell yeah, me what you think. I, I would say, um, 
It, it depends really on the, as far as the promotion side, you know, I've had several fan, uh, friends of mine who were fans and they wasn't actually in the business. And, you know, they would say, Hey, uh, you know, I got a little bit of money and I'm thinking about starting a, a promotion. And for those who wasn't already in the business, the first thing that I tell them, okay, number one, you need to find somebody in the business who's trustworthy, who knows what they're doing uh, to uh, book and make, make stories, you know, to basically run the wrestling portion. You do the promotion and all that stuff, but you need somebody already in the business trusted who, who knows how to, to do booking and stuff. And you need somebody who's a good trustworthy person because most people, if you just go and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, but I've got some money and I'm wanting to start a promotion. You're going to have all kinds of guys like wolves trying to rip the money out of you. So Mm -hmm. you got to find somebody to trust. Uh, You need, you need people uh, good with booking. You need guys, you know, good um, in ring talent. You need really solid in ring talent. Solid referees, uh, and I would say good community. You know where pick guys who are not out for themselves, who are there for the the betterment of everyone and the promotion. Yeah, I agree. And and it's it's having um, you talked about the money. Someone who's not going to try and drain you dry because I've seen that many times. Of course, they are, or a promoter who who has all wonderful intentions. NWA Charlotte, for instance, two thousand eight, and I'm not trashing anybody, but JD Costello, just a lovely person to work for. But man, in his mind, he thought, "I got to have this name. I got to have this name. Yeah. I got to have this name." And he just drained his pockets dry because some of these guys at the time were coming in, going, "I want X amount of dollars, or I'm not doing this, or I'm not going to put so and so over." And so, be sure you're linked up with somebody. I think it's a teamwork with a with a, a booking thing. You know, Casey used um, used. Uh, oh man, what's my name? Woody. What's name? Woody. There you go. So, a good buddy of ours, Woody, used help. You know, because you know, Woody had a good mind. He wasn't going to try and drain you dry. But it's also having someone who's good with storylines because I'm a firm believer if you're running even once a month um, and some promotions run twice a month or more, having someone instead of just doing random spot shows where people are just lost, you have at least one or two good storylines that they can sink their teeth into that makes them want to come back uh, yeah. maybe the next month or the next week. You know, I mean, so be sure you're you're building some kind of story. And that's what I love about indies is, is most places I worked for like anarchy, you know, we had a, uh, every other week show and we would, there were storylines, but it was a build. It wasn't like WWE now where it's like all oh, three weeks and then we have the blow off. No, man. It was like, dude, for the, the devil's rejects and the elite, which I was a part of the elite, um, iceberg and those guys and the devil's rejects. Like we, we had a year buildup where iceberg and I had a blow off. So the people were just, I mean, bro, they were sucking their, they were sinking their teeth into this. So, be sure. I think storylines are important. People want to have something to come back to. We, I still miss the days of the the, the Monday Night Wars, where storylines were going on and on and on, and then there was yeah. a reason for blood, or there was a reason for a title swap, or whatever. Man, yeah, that's my take on it. Well, and and two, you mentioned you know what WWE had grown accustomed to doing with the you know run run a few matches and then a big blow off and it's done. I have heard more buzz about WWE in the last several months uh, than I have in years. Uh, And, 
you know, two of the biggest things is like this bloodline story that they've had going for it, it's been over years now. And and they have just it's just been a slow burn with everything. And then, uh, you know, the thing when uh, Bray Wyatt came back and, and all these little things that he's doing, uh, he they're not giving everybody everything all at once. There's there's a slow build and and, you know, then eventually there's going to be a payoff. But that's one of the big things. Stories is a huge, huge thing. And, th- and that was another question. Uh, we'll jump on it another time. Uh, because there is more to go into to building stories and stuff like that. Yes. Oh man, I believe <laughs> I believe we're good on uh, on this episode. Um, there's several more questions, and and we'll get to them. Like I said last week, uh, we may not get to everybody's question every week, but keep listening. You know, we're going to try to get through them. Uh, so keep sending them in wrestling for the faith at gmail.com or on social media, hashtag ask WFF. Oh man. If you want to register your child for the remnant youth retreat coming up August 4th through 6th, please email us their information wrestling for the faith at gmail.com. Got anything else, brother? That's it. What an episode, man. Yeah. What an episode. No, I think I'm good on it. All right, guys, we thank you for listening. Be sure to share the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. Let everybody know about it. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 